podcast with Mo. What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 72. On this episode, we're first joined by Skinny for about 15 minutes, real quick visit where we talk about our Patreon. We give you an update on Pow Wow and why he didn't make it because he was supposed to. Um, all the music I'm making, the storms we've been hit with, recycling, and a TV show, Yellowstone. And then Rusty calls in, and we basically just talk a bunch about video games, E3, uh, Nintendo, Square Enix, streaming, Keanu Reeves, tactics games, a bunch of video game talk. Then at the end, we touch in on uh, donating plasma, donating blood, and then hospitals. So, uh, thanks for listening. And we're joined by Skinny. What up, what up? So, man, um, pretty rare for you to be on the normal podcast. It's but very rare. But I got to get to a couple things, and then we'll see what we can talk about. One, I got to talk about my patrons. Go to patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. And uh, my patron co-producers are currently, because we're growing, have my mom, Snappy, Hurricane Haynes, Dharma. God damn, I keep messing up. Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear. <laughs> And then Pow Wow. Pow Wow is a recent new patron. And then that brings me perfect to our... Oh, by the way, if you pay like a dollar or more a month, you can get early access to all the podcasts. Ooh, and then if you're above a certain tier, you're considered a co-producer like those five people. And then you can put down your resume. So it's worth it. And Pow Wow was going to be on this episode. He was going to call in. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were going to get hype about Big Brother because we both love the TV show Big Brother to a stupid degree. <laughs> so uh, we're not going to get into that now. It comes out the 26th of June. Um, hopefully I can get Skinny to watch it and some other people. I got Snappy <laughs> last year to watch it. It's amazing. It just comes on three times a week, so it seems like a big commitment, but nothing else comes on TV in the summer, so it's cool. It's perfect. Anyway, everyone watch Big Brother on CBS. It's the best. So Powell was going to call in about that, hits me up a couple hours ago, and he was like, hey, bro, I don't think I'll be able to make the podcast today because I'm in the ER and I have to get my appendix removed and I'm about to have surgery. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then I instantly flashed at the Rocco's Modern Life episode, of course, where he gets his appendix removed because it's uh, like <laughs> one of my favorite fucking yes. cartoons. Um, so I was like, all right, good luck, bro. Hope, hope it all goes well. So I couldn't be pissed that he missed the podcast, but if anyone out there... Um, has been around since the old podcast with me and Pow Wow, and y'all oh, yeah. wonder, um, that's what the fuck is happening to Pow Wow today. That shit's nuts, man. Yeah. Good luck, bro. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, and then people, uh, his, he hasn't said anything on his Facebook, but his mom posted something, so people are like, holy shit, wait, when did this happen? Hell it's like, yeah. it just happened. So um, that is why Pow Wow is not here. Now, those are really the only two main things I had to had to get to. Um, the other quick thing we can get to, because I already have some other stuff recorded for the end of this episode, um, is we are having another music episode this week. Right. So yeah, that's yesterday. that's more yeah. of your shit. You know, you're like yeah. part ownership of that. Uh, this week, we have your friend Blackout. Yeah. A.K.A. Jeremy. Jeremy. You. Exactly. Have him on. I thought he was going to do better than the first time. We asked him in the episode, just a pretty sneak peek. And... I'm only giving him a little shit because I don't think he'll get too mad. 
we asked him if he thinks he's done better, and he says yes. And after me listening, I was like, <laughs> I actually think he was way better yeah. the first time. So hell yeah, um, he broke something the first time, right? He, he so kind of talked. We're currently on the bit. lookout. We need more co-hosts for the music episodes. Um, I still haven't asked Snappy. I need to. It's hard because we need people here in person. You can't call in to do it. Yeah. Um, we might just go me and you at one time again. We'll try that. I don't know. We'll see. But we do like having a third person. Yeah, I love the mystery cheer, having somebody there. Yeah, I think that's fun. So we'll see. I'm, I need to reach out to people. I just don't have many friends is really how it is. And people, honestly, not everyone can do it. That's very true. It's it could just, be stressful at times, I guess. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. It, it had, the pressure has gotten to some people. We'll just say that. Uh, for us, it's all fucking, I don't know, we fucking get fucked up and listen to the music. Right. So uh, have another episode, like I said, coming out. So if people like that, um, it's two hours, just under two hours or some shit. Yeah. Um, and I guess I can go ahead and run through. I might have already done this on a bunch of podcasts this week, but I have to promote myself eventually. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> so, of course, I have all these podcasts that come out, two or three of them a week. And then also on my music front, uh, this Friday, we're putting out an EP of six songs underneath the artist name of Moiser, Ooh. which is M O I Z E R. Um, alter egos going on. <laughs> I think, if I remember correctly, I played one of the songs on the podcast that came out before this, so I'll just play one at the end of this one as well. You know, all week, this whole week will just all be songs from that to give everyone sneak peeks, I guess. And then uh, on the Friday's music episode, I'll also play a song. But this Friday, June 28th, after this comes out, uh, go to Spotify or Apple Music or some shit, and you can listen to it. It might be horrible, but, I mean, just give it a listen, see what you think. Uh, I don't even know if I like it. I like it some days, and some days I don't, so it's just the way it is. I dig that shit a lot. <laughs> um. So, anyway, that's my weird electronic uh, chill trap, space trap shit. Yeah. That's what we're calling the genre at the moment. Getting trippy. Until someone tells me what it's really called. And then I'm putting out some rap songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, on July 4th, I have a song with Strong Maurice coming out. Hell yeah. Called Always Too High. I've been trying to uh, sneak peek and promote that a little bit. It's fire, bro. It's very <laughs> good. Very good song. It's been on the end of one of the music episodes before. Um, so if anyone's listening, I've heard it at least once. Uh, it's very good. So I hope it does really well. I hope everyone shares it and plays it a bunch. I think it could definitely be your 4th of July party track. Hell yeah. Right. You could really get turnt to that. Mm -hmm. So Get lit with the fireworks. (laughs) Exactly. After that, I think I need to ride the high of that. I have these four songs that I'm going to put out as singles that I've never put out singles before. I've always done like an EP or a mixtape or something, a collection of songs. Yeah. But these four songs don't really have shit to do with each other. Um, They kind of all sound the same because they record on the same microphone, but I don't record on that microphone anymore, so they don't really sound... um, like my new shit. So I'm going to put them out on their own. they make an art for it. I made one art piece for it that looks yeah. kind of old and not cool, but kind of cool at the same time. It's pretty groovy. So I've been doing lots of creative shit there. So I'm going to put out four songs, probably two in July, two in August will be my goal. Uh, I'll figure out the dates for that. And then I think that will give Strong Maurice time to work on our EP maybe. Yeah. Maybe so that's, so. that's my general idea of music at the moment. And then we'll see what happens after that. Right. It's always in the air. Everything just comes together when it comes together, though. Right. I need to get back to making beats. Uh, Hustle God, who uh, was in on the music podcast, uh, L.A. is what I call him. Yeah. Um, He hit me up and asked if I could try to make him like three or four boom bap, my take on a New York style beat. And I told him I would because I'd work, you know, I'd help him out. Um, So that's my goal. 
this week is I really need to try to do that, do whatever yeah. I can in that sort of style uh, to I mean, send to him. You've been busy, though, for real, though. You've been everywhere with music and everywhere with it. You're doing this and doing that. Like, God dang, man. Yeah, it's all coming together at once, I guess, because yeah. of the way I did it. Um, so it does seem really busy. I know tomorrow is my wedding anniversary, so I have to go do stuff in the world. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's such a waste of time. Just let me make music all day. But I understand that's not how most people do it. Yeah. So anyway, um, what's been going on in your life, man? Not much, really, man. Um, battling with these storms, man, that work, that messed up everything. Yeah. All these trees are uprooted. Branches are everywhere. So it's been really busy doing that. Thought I would get a break since T-Ball's over with, but no, now here comes this shit. <laughs> yeah, it, the storm's been crazy. It's raining again a day. I was in Walmart this morning, electricity flashed off, and I was like, God damn it, here we go again. Oh, no, shit's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Just nonstop. And I'm not saying, uh, I think the only thing global warming has done, I'm sure it's done a lot of horrible shit. I'm not like I'm a genius, but it's definitely like, it, it pushes seasons later, right? right? It seems like it snows later into the year, and now it storms later than it used to. Like, normally, was, when when June but hit, Oklahoma it used to be good. fucked up. <laughs> it's That's crazy. True. Very true. But I felt like June used to just be a dry, yeah, dry month, and now it fucking storms all the time. You look back at it, but you were right, though. It's changed a lot of shit. You can get back down into it. It used to be like, well, May, of course, was tornado season, but then mm-hmm. June hits and you're in the clear. Yeah. And then that used to be how it felt, but it not this year. Everything just seems like it's been getting fucked up. But yeah, I believe in that global warming shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think the argument always has been um, if humans are making it worse. And I think like, well, yeah, I think that's yeah. really the argument. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. If, we, if we're breathing in that some of that shit and it's not good for us, then, like, uh, yeah, it's going to be caught fucking up other shit, too. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. And it's always so weird because it's like, you as an individual, you could do all you want, but it really doesn't matter if a big company doesn't change stuff because yeah. they have, like, so much more pollution. So then it makes you feel like, well, what does it even matter? And then that's a horrible attitude, but that's just kind of what happens. Yeah, that's what it does happen that way. That's how I look at it. Sometimes, like, man, okay, I see y'all here. I know all this is good, but then, like, other times, like, ah, shit, fuck it. (laughs) Right. Well, we have this recycling here in town, and we go out of our way here to put stuff in our recycling. It doesn't do glass, but it does everything else, I believe. And I've watched them. They just come and grab and throw it in the back of a trash truck and put it right next door and they also compact that shit together right so right i'm like there. i don't know if they're really doing i don't know how much recycling we're doing and i've also heard that just recycling in general a lot of times all we do is sell that stuff to, to other countries like china and then, then they just burn it there and they had other resources for it and shit right so I, I just don't quite understand uh if it's working as well as we think it is you know yeah who knows <laughs> what you got to do is you got to uh, home fashion yourself smoking products out of your old bottles. <laughs> yeah. It's called recycling. Hell yeah. I could dig the that The kids shit. will know. Kids <laughs> will know what we're talking about. Um, all right, man. Should we use cans or anything? <laughs> the other thing I was going to talk to Pow Wow about, and I'll just talk to you about it because then we'll just tell Pow to listen to this episode, is I fucking binge watched the first season of this television show, Yellowstone. Yeah, I hear a lot of people talking about it. Right. A lot of people have been talking about season two, and uh, I just happened to watch it a couple days before that, before I saw everyone talking about it. Because I watch Ink Master and they're on the same channel, and it's I was an like, Ink Master, yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna check out Yellowstone. I guess it is. It's just a soap opera, like Sons of the Anarchy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just all like everyone's kind of evil, and you don't really know who to trust. But it's very every episode ends on a cliffhanger. We're like, well, fuck, let's watch another one. That's so awesome. We went through the first season really, really fast. Um, 
And then there's a second season, like an episode out at the moment, but it was like, well, wait a second. But anyway, I think Yellowstone's really good. If anyone has access to watch it and you just like dramatic shit that doesn't always quite make sense, but it works well enough, you know? Yeah. And it's just uh, every time you're like, who's dying this episode? That's always your thought. <laughs> Hell yeah, that shit gets me exciting. I love people dying. Right, it's very uh, suspenseful. Like, my wife will be crying or, like, all on edge because, you know, they, like, start doing music swells <laughs> and shit and how it always gets you all fucking pumped. Getting emotions. <laughs> right. Uh, so, anyway, Yellowstone's really fucking good. I was going to tell Pow Wow about it because it does have this whole native aspect. Oh, where yeah, it's he like, would definitely love that shit. <laughs> right. And it's like the native dude is like corrupt, so you don't want to cheer for him. But then again, it's like, well, the native's been fucked over by white people, so you kind of want to cheer for him. Hell yeah. So it's like everyone's in the wrong in some way. Like Kevin Costner's character, you want to like Kevin him. Kevin Costner's in it now? Hell yeah. He's the main dad. He's the dad of all the people. <laughs> he went from Dance to the Wolf. So he's hey, it, it he's makes the sense. Ron Perlman of this, uh, of this show. He's a real cowboy. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I think, why you like him, right? And then... <laughs> Uh, his one of his sons is married to an Indian girl, and they have like a, a half Indian, half white kid. And so yeah. that son's like kind of in the middle of some shit. And anyway, it's a real fucking good show. It's I think. action pack. I like it. It is. It's very good. Um, I'm See, probably these are shows I can get into at Christmas. I'm gonna try to buy the DVDs for my dad because that's like I don't know if I can get him how to f- if I can teach him how to stream shit correctly. <laughs> uh, so it might just be easier that way. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, sorry, man. Thanks for coming on and taking Pow Wow's spot. For sure, And then man. everyone just, again, listen to us on our music shit. Skinny's in rare form on Friday. You were yeah. real hop. Oh, yeah. It's rare came form. In, <laughs> came in right out the bat, fucking <laughs> yipping and hollering. Straight out the gate, man. And then uh, you kind of had to keep it going. You you definitely dropped at certain points, but then it came back. So, uh, Hey, my peak wear off sometimes. <laughs> right. I was fluctuating up and down. It's the rolls of the roller coaster. I understand. Um, <laughs> All right, peace, man. Peace. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. All right, we are back. And what I'm about to do is I'm going to go ahead and call my cousin Rusty. He is living in Utah. He owns a Nintendo Switch, and now he becomes very excited about video games. And since E3 happened recently, we're going to call him, see what we're excited about. Uh, So let's give him a call. Hello. Hey, what's up, cuz? Not much, man. What's up? Nothing at all. Uh, Just doing a podcast. (laughs) Could you hear me and everything all right? Yeah, yeah. You're coming through clear. Perfect. All right, man, so my main reason to call you, and of course we can talk about whatever, was E3 happened like last week from when we're doing this, and uh, maybe two weeks ago, I don't know, it seems like it was a while ago now, uh, but got some new video games coming out, so I was like, you like video games because you own a Switch now. I do, I do, (laughs) and uh, it's trying to break the bank, trying to keep up, uh, you know, of course I I buy physical games, so some of the releases are only digital I save a little bit of money there, but I'll probably still pick up a few. Right. Yeah, I uh, recently, I know we have a Discord, which I'm sure I've talked about on this episode and many others. Um, And on that, I talked about some video games I traded in. I think I even talked about on Snappy on the last episode. And I'm like, yeah, I like the whole used game. I haven't bought used games in such a long time. I was like, 
I forgot what it's like to buy a $10 game. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, PlayStation, they, they still have their, like, greatest hits type thing that they do. Yep. Um, you don't you don't necessarily see that with the Switch. And then I think Xbox pretty much just pushes their library online. So, uh, you know, you have to pay the monthly subscription for, for that stuff. But Right. Yeah, cheap games, man. I love cheap games. Right. And if I, we could get if we could get more cheap games, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, honestly, what I wish would happen was that uh, games would vary in prices. Where instead of everything was sixty dollars, that more games would come out. And be like, our game's actually only a thirty dollar game, and then other games could come out and be like, well, ours is a ninety dollar game because it's you know a hundred hours long. Like I think if they could explore that, at least you would kind of know what you're getting. Right, like time wise per game, I, I just think I'd prefer that more. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's see, what game was it? I think it was Mega Man Eleven uh, came out for the Switch, and it came out as, as a thirty dollar game. And from what I hear, the uh, the gameplay value of it, like you only get five hours. And yeah. I'm like thirty dollars for five hours. Eh. I don't know that I can buy into that. Right. I agree. I still remember my favorite, uh, someone being angry at the length of a video game story I have is uh, my PlayStation 3 broke, you know, in the era of PlayStation 3. And so Pow Wow bought one while mine was off getting repaired because we lived together. And he bought uh, Uncharted 3 with it. And because, you know, he has very hyped up game. And I went home for the weekend and came back. And he was like just pissed off when I got back to the door. He's like, I've already beaten this stupid game. This game didn't even last me a whole weekend. What else am I supposed to do? Like, he was just so pissed off about it. And I was like, oh, it's so, like he hates Uncharted, even though that's like people call it like a nine easy, you know, out of 10. So I always yeah. find that. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. He like hates it because he beat it too quickly. Now, isn't, isn't Uncharted, that's an open world game, right? Uh, it's linear. It's linear. Is it? Yeah. Like there's a little bit of you explore and find some artifacts here or there. Um, I bought the collection on PS4 when it was on sale to finally like give it a try. And I beat the first and second one. And I was like halfway through the third one. I was just like, I'm just so over shooting people. I don't yeah. know. It's just not my thing after a while. <laughs> yeah. So so on the topic of E3, I mean, I, I think it was pretty good for what it was, right? Like um, – Two, two of the companies that I like, of course, Nintendo and uh, Square Enix. And I think they both did really well at E3. But like, you know, PlayStation wasn't there. Um, and then Xbox was kind of hit and miss. Uh, but like, I, I kind of wonder how long E3 is going to continue going. Just because like a lot of these companies, I mean, PlayStation, they, they do their state of play now. Yeah. Um and Nintendo does Nintendo Direct, so so they don't necessarily need E three to to get hype and get connected with, with their audience anymore. Right. And most people do agree with that. I think my only argument would be that Nintendo pulled out of like an actual E three presentation years ago and then they didn't show up for a couple years and then they came now they're there again. Like they have games on the floor and stuff. Maybe they always did that, but they have some presence. Um I think Xbox also has some sort of direct thing as well. So I think they're all going to have like some sort of equivalent of a Nintendo direct moving forward. I think Sony just didn't do it because they honestly have nothing else they're going to show for PlayStation four. Yeah, that could be it. I just think everything else they'll announce will be for PlayStation five. 
Yeah, because they'll probably announce that next year at E3 is my guess. And then uh, Xbox will announce their their finalized console as well. So, so that, that one should be pretty good, right? I would think so. Like the biggest news of E3 to me was that Xbox confirmed, you know, holiday 2020 is the goal for the next gen consoles. So, so everyone can get ready, save your money or whatever. I think probably PlayStation will do their own announcement. They'll rather do like PlayStation experience is like their own little mini E3. They've been doing in like December they might do something like that to announce it. I know for PlayStation 3, they announced it like the February before it came out at their own just random event. And then at E3, it let them talk about the games that would be on it. So I could see them pulling off something like that again. But either way, next year should be way better. Yeah, uh, that's the hope at least. Right. <laughs> that's what I would hope for. Because honestly, I got really into video games towards the end of uh, PlayStation 3 and then beginning of PS4, I just had... I had like adult money, you know, like I was getting like a real paycheck and I was like, hey, I can just buy some video games. And so I was really like I got every game the day it came out, got really into it. And then as I've gotten into music lately, I just haven't been spending money on video games and I don't have as much money now. And it's I've kind of stepped back, but I would like to be excited again like I once was. For sure. For sure. I think I think it's hard uh these days because because before right you could get excited because you would buy a game and uh you know it was all inclusive you didn't have to worry about it being an unfinished product right and uh you and plus i mean you and i we came from a small town there wasn't anything to do but play a video game right right so so you play a video game, you're like, I love this series. Please come out with a sequel. And so then you're ready for the sequel to come out. You go out and get it day one, right? And then you play it. And uh, it's easy to get hyped then. But but now, I mean, so many games come out and they just seem unfinished. Um, I was real. I was a real big uh, Bethesda fan, right? Like, yeah. I, you know, they they have a lot of great games. Um, but but then like they come out with uh, Fallout seventy six, and everything I hear about Fallout seventy six is it's complete trash. Like right. they released it with so many glitches. I think at one time uh, three people got together and they all released a nuke at the same time, and it crashed the server. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, well, and what's weird about Fallout is they came out or Fallout seventy six. They came out and were like, well, we knew there were going to be problems, but we were just. Basically, so they were too far down the road to stop it. So they just went ahead and released a broken game, which is bullshit. Is kind of how I yeah. view that. <laughs> yeah, they, they they just wanted the people to start giving them that income stream from the subscription, right? They're just like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll start getting this, and then we'll maybe, you know, after after we recoup some cost, we'll we'll fix it. Right. And I, <laughs> I love uh, the Elder Scrolls series, and I like the Fallout series a lot. I've I mean I've beat them or whatever. Um, but I knew I was never going to play that online game because that's not my thing. But you actually like MMOs, so I could see where, to you, that would be a definite red flag more than to me. Cause yeah. I was like, I never even thought about getting that game. I I uh, I do like me some some MMOs every now and then, uh, which you know on the the E3 list uh, there was the Shadowbringers um, expansion pack for Final Fantasy fourteen. And I, I played Final Fantasy fourteen um, back when, you know, it was in beta, and I played the beta for it, 
And so, so I was thinking about getting back into it because I've, I've listened to people talk about it and a lot of people love it now. Um, it's a lot better since they remade it, but, uh, you know, they, they talk about the lore and stuff of the game and I know absolutely nothing about it. So I might, I might give it a couple of months and, uh, play through it just to figure out the lore and see if I like it. Right. I've actually thought about it. There's two MMOs recently I've thought about, which is that one and then the Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, I got Final Fantasy fourteen like the they had like a demo weekend where it was like for this weekend you can play it. And so I went ahead and made a character to test it out. And I was playing on a fifty inch TV, but and again, this is like the first weekend it was out on PS4, so I'm sure they fixed it now. And the text box window was so small, like I had to get up off my couch and walk up to the TV to start reading stuff. And I was like, oh, there has to be a setting to make this window bigger. And I couldn't find it if there there was. So eventually I was like, oh, I just can't play this. But now I actually play my games on a computer monitor I have on like a, I don't know, a little table thing I have really close to me. So I could probably pull it off now. But at the time yeah. I was like, I don't understand. How did they decide what, how much real estate to use here? I don't know. <laughs> set, set, set the resolution a little bit different. Right. Yeah. I, uh. I don't know. I remember whenever I played it on the the PS3, um, like the one thing that threw me off is like, yeah, the graphics were such a big step above uh, Final Fantasy XI that I play right now. Right. And so I was like, oh, these are awesome graphics. But then you go out to like battle stuff and like in the distance, right, because I was playing on a 720p screen, right, Uh, in the distance – you would see the the monster moving around, and it looked like a cardboard cutout just moving until you you actually got close enough to it. Right. Um, I did play a, a demo on on my computer, my laptop, and it looks a lot better. Uh, I got some friends from Final Fantasy XI that moved over that that want me to start up and and play with them again. So, uh, yeah, I'll probably check that out. The only problem is. You know, I got a lot of Switch games to buy, and uh, I think the the basic Final Fantasy XIV is like twenty bucks right now. And then if you buy the Shadowbringers expansion, which includes all of the expansion packs, mm-hmm. um, that's another fifty bucks. So, so you're looking at seventy bucks for for everything you need to to really give it a good playthrough. Right, and you would have so. to be at your computer for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is a like that's a thing that I don't think people think about, and uh, at least when you have like a family, I, you actually have like kids. I don't have kids; I just have a wife. But even then, if I sit here in my little podcasting room on my computer playing PC games, she would like hate that even more. Like, I spend so much time in here already, so even if I'm in the bedroom playing the PlayStation Four, it seems like we're spending time together. So that's why I try to avoid more PC games. Yeah, personally. yeah. I- and and uh, you know we 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 try to do the same thing. So so I usually only play games at night after the kids are in bed, and my wife will watch uh, Hulu or something like that. And uh, I'll I'll sit next to her and and play a game while she watches TV. And I'll occasionally glance over, laugh, and that's that's our bonding time, right? Like yeah. oh yeah, that home improvement episode was legit. So. <laughs> Yeah, I've watched Home Improvement recently on Hulu myself. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. And I was like, man, TV was different. It, it was. That's, how, that's the first thing I noticed. It's like, oh, these jokes would never fly today. This is like a family show. 
Yeah, they they wouldn't apply, but there's like a lot of like sexual innuendos in there that like I didn't get growing up, right? Like, right. you know, I was I was 13 years old watching Home Improvement when it first came out or whatever. Yeah, it was good stuff. I'm trying to think what else happened here. I I guess something else that happened in video games in general is the streaming future. Like Google's getting into the video game market, and Xbox had some about their their future video game, you know, streaming services. So that's something as, you know, we mentioned we're from a small town. I currently don't have great – I mean I pay really a lot of money for the internet I have. But if you were like in a big city, they wouldn't think the internet I have is good. So yeah, it's like I don't know. I don't think we're ready in middle America for this, for the streaming yeah. future. I think uh, for the Google Stadia, um, I think the requirements that they came out with were like if you have uh, – 40 megabytes uh, per second download speed. Uh, you can stream 4K gaming at 60 frames per second. So, so that that's not a, a high threshold. But if you think about like you know some of those areas down by where you are, I mean they're probably still running on 20. Um, I watched a a YouTube uh, personality. And he, he was co- talking about like the one thing that you have to think about is a lot of these companies uh, like Comcast and stuff like that, you know, they, they start to cut your your ability to download and, and stuff like that after you reach a certain limit. And uh, so like if it's one terabyte of downloads or something like that, uh, I think they – well, no, it wasn't one terabyte. It was – it was like a, a gigabyte that, that they use. So they said if you download a gigabyte of streaming gaming, uh, it would take you probably you know 10 days that you'd hit the one gigabyte limit. And then they'd probably slow your internet speed or cut it off or charge you extra or, or something. Right. Yeah, I don't – I don't know enough. I wish I knew more about the whole server and internet stuff. All my knowledge just comes from the HBO show Silicon Valley. Um but I'm like, is it that they just have to save all the information from everything somewhere and their server farms? And can they just delete it? Like, I don't quite understand uh, how it's more expensive for companies to give you data. But I also just don't quite get what the data – I understand how we use it. I just don't understand what it is at, like, the data factory, you know, where they make the data. <laughs> I just right. don't get how any of it works. I'm like – I don't know if they're screwing us or if they have every right to do this because of the way something works. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. My my first uh, experience with any anything like that is I, I had a iPhone five and uh, I was on AT and T's like uh, all inclusive plan, so you had no data limit. And uh, whenever I moved from Oklahoma to Salt Lake City. Um, I get this message saying, hey, you've reached your data limit. Um, your speeds are going to be slower now. And so I called him up. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I didn't know that you were going to slow my speeds ever. I was like, this has never happened before. They're like, oh, yeah, after you hit three gigs, we slow your speed. And I was like, well, why? They're like, well, because you have an older phone. If you had a newer phone, uh, we would give you five gigs before we, we slow it. And I was like, how does that make sense? I was like, you're telling me that my old phone moves slower on the internet, so you're going to give me less data? Right. I was like, aren't I navigating the web slower so I shouldn't even need more? I was like, 
but I don't understand how you're coming up with this decision. It, it, it ticked me off. I, I switched from AT&T that, that day. <laughs> yeah, I remember when uh, some information came out about that, just on the phones in general, that there was some news that iPhones would do that. They would basically make your old iPhones not as good as soon as a newer model came out. Like they had ways yeah. of doing it, and that was part of it. And then when I was I read that and I was like, all right, if Samsung, because that's what I have as an Android, doesn't put out a commercial in the next two months saying like hating on Apple for doing that, then that means they're doing the same thing. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and I have not seen uh, Samsung talk crap at all about that to Apple. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's just what happens now. Is <laughs> you just yeah. don't get fast internet um, if you have an old phone. Yeah, you can guarantee that they they all want you to upgrade. At least at least with Samsung though, they're they're not coming out with new phones that they're trying to price gouge up to a thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah, they're a little for, cheaper. That's true. Yeah, uh, I just now I keep thinking of like if the water was treated like uh, you know your phone data, where it's like all right, you're at however many gallons. From now on, the water comes out really slow. So it's like you could use it, but it's real, real slow. So it's going to take a while to fill up that pot or whatever. You brought this on yourself. (laughs) Shouldn't have used so much. Uh, Oh, my other thing on E3 is every year, forever it feels like now, they've been releasing footage for Cyberpunk 2077, which Mm -hmm. I just think looks amazing. And I don't even like shooters. Like, I'm pretty open of like, if it's a shooter, I'm kind of out unless it shows me something. And really this, I just think the story and the world it's in is so cool that I'll probably end up buying this game, even though I I don't like the genre. So I don't know if you've seen much about it, but definitely Uh, people liked it this year. So, so, you know, I I occasionally see it. Um, This year they, they had the big reveal about Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah. And, and I don't understand that. I, I don't understand the appeal of Keanu Reeves. Oh, snap. Our podcast <laughs> is about to go under now. <laughs> it, 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 it just doesn't – I don't know. I mean I watched him back in Bill and Ted, right? So I'm like, it's Keanu Reeves. Like, yeah, he, he's got some really good movies with like The Matrix and stuff like that. I was like, but like does he have this cult following? I, I, I never understood it. Right. I, here's my thoughts on him recently because he has become a big deal, especially since this. And it's just everything snowballed to a big Keanu Reeves fest lately. Um, agreed. Bill and Ted, I enjoyed as a kid. Thought he was funny. I mean, I, I like those movies. They're good. I love The Matrix when I was young. I remember seeing that in theaters and being like, this is amazing. But I also remember seeing like Johnny Mnemonic, right? He had like that weird movie. He had like some other weird ones every now and then. And the one where him and Sandra Bullock talked through a mailbox through Tom. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what all this yeah. is. So was that the glass house? Yeah. So he would, oh, to me, uh, it was kind of like a uh, Colin Farrell in a way, like where they would have like, Oh, they do cool movies and then movies I don't like, you know, just a hit or miss. But I never had a problem with Keanu Reeves, but he was just like a guy to me. And then I think what happened was that generation right below me, the ones that all love Minecraft. That's what uh-huh. I, that's how I call <laughs> That's how I think of them anyway. Uh, they just all love Keanu Reeves or that Reddit generation that they just they all grasp onto one thought. And then that's the the herd loves that. And then they all just keep pushing it kind of like that. The Shaggy memes a few months ago on the Internet where everyone kept posting memes of Shaggy and everyone's like, no one even y'all never even seen Scooby Doo. Half of y'all kids on here. So I feel, I feel like Keanu Reeves is just that he's just this symbol for 
all the internet people. I don't know why. Now, I will say everything I've read about Keanu Reeves since he's kind of blown up has seemed awesome. Like he has this whole tragic story of his girlfriend died and he hasn't dated anyone since because he's like so sad and he just raises all this money for charity and pays all the people on his movies extra money because he's just such a good dude. So everything you read seems like he's cool. But yeah, I don't know why everyone loves him before all this. I saw where like somebody was trying to turn him into like this uh, political. Uh, I don't know. They they were using this political meme where it's like Keanu and he's like standing next to all these like pretty girls or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's doing the hover hand right. Right, where he doesn't so touch they're, anyone. They're like they're like, what kind of society do we live in where you know somebody has to even Keanu Reeves has to be so paranoid about touching someone. I was like, okay, that's just right. what we're where we're at. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of look the other way of like, at least he's smart. He's obviously uh, smarter than a lot of guys are. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's not, you know, shown his genitals to everybody. So that's right. good. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. Anything else I need to talk about? I didn't watch. I will say you mentioned Square Enix's conference. I did think their conference was maybe my favorite this year. Uh, and so their big thing is Final Fantasy VII. So me and you love some Final Fantasy VII. I'm kind of trying to be like against this remake, even though it looks great. Everything you see from it looks amazing. I'm just like, I don't think they're going to, there's no way it's going to live up to the hype. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, but it might, I don't know. We'll see. So, so one of the problems I'm seeing with it is like initially, they made it sound like it was going to be the whole game. That Final Fantasy VII remake, like whenever they release it, it was going to be the whole game. Then it comes out that it's episodic, and then somebody comes out and says, "Oh, the the first episode's going to go all the way up to when one of the the main characters dies, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's going to be up to that." And then you go and at E three turns out that the first episode is just the first city right and and they they said that it's going to be you know two blu-ray discs worth of content um and i'm sitting there thinking of like the first city and i'm like man they're gonna have to add so many like sub storylines and stuff like that and so my prediction is that whenever it comes out uh you're gonna have this this uh untold tale between Aerith and uh, Zach, uh, a soldier that she knew. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to see like pretty much just a cinematic movie, kind of like Advent Children was, right? Like uh, you're going to see something like that, just telling a story in there. Um, that's the only way I can see that they're using two Blu-ray discs worth of space in the first city. Right. Well, honestly, I don't think it'll be two Blu-ray discs. I have a couple of conspiracy theories because the guy is, wasn't a native English speaker. So maybe he's just trying to say it would fit on a dual layer Blu-ray disc because that's what most games are on. You know, because that would be like the size of quote unquote two Blu-rays, but they all do dual layer now. And I'm like, maybe that's what they're saying. Like, so they're trying to give you like a don't worry. It's a full game. Now, I didn't hear uh, anything about the episode was going to go until that character died. That would be a perfect middle spot. That makes way more sense if they're doing two episodes. Um now, up through just Midgar, I agree that I think what they would probably have to do would be everyone that's in Avalanche would also have to be a party member, or maybe not a party member, but at least you get to know more about them. 
and they sure. all and they all have side stories. Like I don't because right, I don't know what they're gonna do. And there was a lot to it that you could explore. I get that, but to me, that's like my least favorite part. When I go back and play through that game, uh, besides the little cross dressing scene you do, all that's kind of fun. But like, I'm always trying to get up to the open world when I'm playing Final Fantasy. That's my goal. It's like let's get to open world so we can go explore. And figure right. out what's going on. Like that's just the stuff I enjoy about it. Now I I know this is an action game. It's not gonna be turn based RPG like you know I would want in a perfect world. Um, and the graphics look great, but I also wonder how much it'll be ruined that we just know the whole story. Like I don't know if that matters or not. Yeah, and and there are. There are a lot of stories that were untold in the original one, right? Like um, the the Vincent story, um, you get a little bit of it, but if you didn't play uh, Dirge of Cerberus, uh, you you wouldn't know any any of his story, like what he did in the Turks and stuff like that. So so there's a lot of story there that they can tell that maybe people that just played Final Fantasy VII don't know. Um, and I think I would but, even uh, be better if they would have worded it and maybe people would not like this better instead of saying episodic, just saying we're going to release games in that universe, because I would see like if you did a Vincent and the Turks, basically the dirge of Cerebus, but remake that into a better game. Cause I don't remember liking that game personally. Um, all that could be interesting. They could make all kinds of games in that world because it has a huge fan base. For sure, for sure. And I think when they say episodic, you start thinking of like Walking Dead, and you're like, well, I don't know. I don't know about Final Fantasy like that. Right, and if if they release each episode at 60 bucks, I mean, they're going to make a killing off of this storyline, right? Yeah. The the exact retold storyline. I'm kind of nervous about what they do with the overworld, though. Like, if you look at the cinematic gameplay and like how how good the graphics are and stuff like that i just don't know what they're gonna do open world traveling from city to city right i agree yeah i could see them that could just be a cut scene and now we're in this place i could i could definitely see that um or maybe we're just a menu kind of like what they did what was that final fantasy 13 2 maybe was when they started like you you just clicked where you wanted to go and then you were at that spot and it was like wait a minute (laughs) <laughs> this yeah, isn't how Final or, Fantasy normally works. Uh, I know. I know. One of the games you traded in your games for was uh, Final Fantasy fourteen or fifteen. 15. Yeah, fifteen. And uh, I, I haven't played that one, but I played it on the mobile version. <laughs> and the mobile version, whenever you're going from one town to the other, it, it basically puts you in like a a car. And you have no control over it, and it's just going down the road. And they're like, "Oh, use your joysticks to look left or look right," you know. And like that, you can steer by pushing these two buttons, but uh, but like you can't turn the car around. It's just going straight. You can like make it veer slightly to the left or slightly to the right. And I was like, if they do something like that, I'm gonna be really sad. <laughs> yeah, I I've told the story on the episode before this uh, was snappy of my just frustration of getting stuck in the tutorial and me f- rage quitting. And I think my goal right now is I'm going to wait till I beat this fell seal arbiters mark game and then I'll try to get back to it because I just like that game so much that if Final Fantasy 15 starts pissing me off, I'm going to be like, screw it. I'll just go back to some. I think I just need to wait um, until I beat that. And I'm a little over halfway through that game, I think, at the moment. Uh, but eventually, I want to give Final Fantasy 15 a try just because we've liked so many of them. But I just 
I do not have high hopes at the moment. It's not looking yeah. good. Speaking of uh, your fail seals arbiter, there was a game uh, in the Nintendo Direct, um, Dark Crystal, that that's kind of similar to that. It's a it's a tactic. I saw something I, for it, and it, on Instagram, it like popped up like an ad, and I was like, "What the hell is this game? This looks awesome!" Right? Yeah, it, it looks really fun, but like the E three presentation, you had this puppet out there talking, and it's <laughs> it's like it looked like it was going to be a uh, what's that old David Bowie uh, movie? Yeah, Dark um, Crystal. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So, anyways, so so yeah. But Netflix is putting it out, and so I don't know how that's going to go. Yeah, I think I, they own the Dark Crystal franchise, and they've put out, they're putting out like a sequel to the old Dark Crystal movie on Netflix soon oh. or just did. So I think that makes sense. I think it checks out. So, so yeah, I, I, I mean, I think the, the movie I was thinking of was The Labyrinth. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I think the sequel to that is Dark Crystal. Okay. But, yeah, well. it's the, the whole Muppet thing, the Muppet slash David Bowie genitalia movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that that one looks interesting because you know it's coming out for the Switch, so I'm gonna definitely probably pick that one up. Um, I think there's another one that I think is on the Switch called The Children of the Arknoids or something like that. Children mm-hmm. or something, and it I had it on the PS4, and I think it's on the Switch. It is also very much in a Final Fantasy Tactics mode. The thing I didn't like about it was the way you do your moves are based on cards. So it's like a mixture of a card managing uh, cards and a tactical thing. So like it was cool, but it was just not exactly the same, you know. Hmm. Kind of like how I love Banner Saga. I enjoy it, but it's slow and you only have like five hit points. And that's so such a weird thing to get used to when you're thinking of Final Fantasy Tactics where you have hundreds of hit points. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and... Uh, you know, I, I played through most of the the first Banner Saga. I still got to go back and and beat it. But like, I always get so f- infuriated because I'll, I'll see somebody and I'll be like, I'm gonna be able to hit this dude really hard. And I move my my giant dude way up right next to him, and it's like, oh, you can take one away. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. I was hitting that dude back there for like nine. It's all because of shields. Uh, weird <laughs> uh, another game that got a lot of talk at E3, so I guess I should bring it up, is the Marvel Avengers game that was also at Square Enix's presentation that Crystal Dynamics is making, who I believe they made the Tomb Raider games uh, that have come out the last few years, which I really enjoy. And honestly, I watched that trailer, and I was like, you know what, for an Avengers game, I think that looks pretty cool. Oh, that was my thought, but it got destroyed on Twitter and the internet. Of like, why couldn't they get the real actors? Which I'm like, obviously that would be too expensive. Um, that's why. <laughs> but people and, are just complaining. Since, I don't know. And since none of those original actors are doing any more Marvel movies, I'm sure right, like, they're, they're kind of just done, right? I would if I if I'm like I'm not a big fan of uh, the Avenger movies or whatever. But if I was, I wouldn't want the video games to be exactly the same. I would just want it. I don't know. Like the best Batman video games have nothing to do with any Batman movie. The best Spider-Man game that came out recently has nothing to do with the movie. I just think that makes more sense. Like make it its own thing. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I watched that that presentation, um, and I, I was a little confused because I, I haven't really studied anything about the Avengers movie or the Avengers video game, and so you know, I, I, I knew that they'd probably show it. 
but I didn't know anything about it. And I was kind of hoping that like, oh, you're going to create your own superhero and fight alongside the – I would have way preferred that, yeah. Agreed. But but then it's like, oh, you can choose to be Thor or something. I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> I was like, I'm just – I'm not that interested. The way I think it's going to work, and this is why I think it's a good idea. Now, I don't really like the Lego games, but to me, this is just a live-action, real version of a Lego game. Like, you know, you choose which character you want to go through that level with, and you do it, and you can go back through that level again with a different character, because that's what they said you can do on this. It's like, you could play through it once as Hulk, but then you might unlock a different version of Iron Man later and play through that level as that character. So... I think it's going to have some replay value like there. I just don't think that's made for people like me and you who want like a good story normally. Um, I think this is going to be for like 10-year-olds who just have that one game for Christmas and they're going to have that game until March, you know, and they'll just replay yeah. it over and over again. Which uh, this is, this goes into another game that Square Enix announced. So Octopath Traveler, they're moving over to like Steam and stuff like that, and it kind of yeah, I might buy it. It has kind of the, the same storyline. I have it for the Switch, but like you can start off as any character that you want, and you play through, and like as you're playing through their storyline, you meet the other characters and you build a team. But then like the idea is that you'll go back and you'll start as a different character, and oh, like the way I understood that game. And I'm sure you're right if you have it. Is that you had to play through like all eight characters, and it just you had to choose which order to do it as to get like I guess the ending ending. Um. So so th- there's a couple ways you can do it, right? Like um, as you're as you're playing through, and you meet one of the other main characters, you can choose to go into their backstory line right then or pass, right? Ah. So, so you can, you can skip it and they just add them to your team. And then, you know, you, you do a combined storyline going forward. Um, but like, you know, the other option is to go back and start as that character and kind of make that character your main character throughout the, the thing. But I see yeah, that game looks cool. I think the graphics look so interesting that I might get it on steam. And I even said earlier, like, I don't really get games on steam anymore, but I just think it's, the graphics look cool. <laughs> it's really fun. It, it's a, it's a fun game to play. Um, you know, I, I think you and I both kind of like playing Final Fantasy three. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it has a lot of that. At least the art style and stuff like that is is similar. I mean, it's updated for sure. But as far as character designs and things like that, um, it's right right there. And uh, it's kind of neat because there is there is some voice acting in there. Um, and so, so it's not just reading text the whole time. Uh, but it's, it's a fun game. You can, each character has their own little like special technique. So like there's this one guy that you can walk up to somebody and you can choose to like try to steal from them. Um, so you can steal pretty much from any NPC in the game. Right. (laughs) Um, and then there's another guy that like, if somebody's, uh, has a bad attitude towards you, you can choose to fight them <laughs> and try try to knock some sense into them or something like that, get some information out of them. Right. So, Well, it kind of reminds me of a game I used to have on the PS1 because me, you, and then my friend Jonathan were pretty much the only people I knew growing up that liked turn-based RPG games. And I think it was really just because they lasted so long. And like we mentioned, we lived in a town with nothing to do and Sure, you know, make it as long as possible is kind of how I felt about it. And 
Uh, there was a one called Suikoden or Suikoden. I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's like yeah. S-U-I-K-O-D-E-N, something like that. And one of them, I think it was Suikoden 2 is what we how we pronounce it, me and Jonathan. You could choose a character to start as and then play through the story. And you did come across people, and it was, but it was like a whole different game if you chose a different character. So it, I remember really liking that game off just that alone. Like always thinking that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think uh, our friend uh, Josh Lewis, uh, he – he was a him and uh, Larry would always play. I think they 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 pronounced it Sakoden. I can see that. I, I don't know. know. I'm not a Japanese yeah. speaker. Yeah, I don't. I <laughs> they, don't know either. They could be right. Uh, yeah, I guess Josh definitely played some of those games a little more. I know this is another digression, but what I remember the most about Josh in video games is he had Way of the Samurai or Way of the Samurai Two, and I thought that game was so cool. And I've never seen another Samurai game since then. Maybe they made a three, but you know it was cool. It's like you just started and you just walked around this town and people messed with you, cut them up with the Samurai sword. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, Why I, not? I need more of that. Um, all right, man, is there any other video games? I know there's probably a lot of Switch stuff that I'm – I know like Zelda's get Breath of the Wild's getting a sequel. Um, people yeah. seem to be excited about that. And they said it's been uh, influenced by Red Dead Redemption 2. It said the developers of Nintendo played Red Dead Redemption 2 and then got inspired and made Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, so so a little little backstory there. I guess the the developers they wanted to release a ton of download DLC. Mm-hmm. Um and uh they eventually looked at it and they said, We got enough DLC here, we could just do a new game. Um, you know, the, the engine's already there, all the graphics and stuff like that are there. So they just like, let's just create a new game. And so, so they kind of went that, that aspect with it. So I think that'll be a good time. I hope they don't do the same kind of filler quest that they did on the first breath of wild. Like there's this one where it's like, Oh, collect these 900 little leaf monster things. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, there's no way I'm going over that whole world looking for 900 of these little things just, and the reward is just a pile of poop. Like it, it gives you this uh, sparkling gold pile of poop. Yeah. I remember I've heard about that on some different video game podcasts. And I remember when that game came out and all these podcasts I listen to people love breath of the wild. I mean, it's like a 99 out of a hundred to most people. And I remember everything they would describe. I'm like, I guess it must just look really good because when people would describe some of the gameplay and some of the loops you would do, I'm like, I just think I would get over it. Like, I guess it was a bunch of like, it was a lot of puzzle solving, which is cool, but that's not actually what I think about when I think of Zelda. And I'm sure there are puzzles involved in there, but I just, I just think of hitting things with swords. I don't know. Yeah. It's a, so I would say that it, it kind of plays a little bit like elder scrolls. Like if you, if you played Skyrim or something mm-hmm. and you like like that kind of combat style, that's kind of what this is. Like you can go into your archery mode and stuff like that, you know? So so there's a little bit of that in there, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it's mainly the art style that I think people like. Yeah. But uh, other games out there, I mean, there's there's a ton of RPGs that I'm excited about. There's a collection of mana which a lot of those games uh, play just like the old turn-based Final Fantasy games. And uh, some of them haven't been released in the U.S. before. Um, there's a, a De- uh, Deus Ex Machina yeah. um, mech, mech game. They, they showed a little more trailer for that, and 
uh, it looks like it's going to be really good. I think some people played it um, in the at the E E three at Nintendo calls it like a treehouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they played it there, but they said that the frame rate dipped at times, and so the developer said, "Oh yeah, we'll fix that." So hopefully that's pretty good. There's a game called Astral Chain. Um, I don't know. Have you ever played Devil May Cry? Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan, but I have played it. Yeah, so so apparently this plays kind of like Devil May Cry, except for um, I guess there's these like monsters or something, and you you chain up with them, and so then then you use the monster to gain like certain abilities or something, and you fight other monsters. But uh, apparently there's a, a two-player mode to where if you're chained up to this monster, you can like hand a Joy-Con over to the person next to you, and then they can control the chained portion of, of the monster, and you control the, the actual human. Oh. And uh, there, there's like combos and stuff that you can do. But every, everyone I've heard talk about it says uh, that it's really hard unless you and the person have really good communication to, to get it to work. Um, you know, there's a, see Witcher three. I I haven't ever played any of the Witcher games, but the exciting thing about it is, uh, most, most developers say that the problem with the switch is getting their games to fit on the cartridges, uh, because the 16 gigabyte cartridge costs so much that people don't like printing on it. And the 30, 30 gig that's out there, no one's using but The Witcher 3 is coming out on the 30-gigabyte cartridge. So uh, hopefully that means that more developers are going to start using that, and then we'll see. We'll actually see some more modern games come over to the Switch um, instead of just the classic stuff. Right. And Witcher 3, I got it when it came out because I am a huge Skyrim fan. I've platinumed it twice. That's why I tell everyone. They're always like, you're a crazy person. Um, and Witcher, everyone acted like was you know going to be just so much better. Now, graphically, of course, I think it's a million times better than Skyrim. That's like not even close. But I remember when it came out, the combat style of it was just not my thing. It was very much. Now I know they released a patch after I beat it that changed the whole combat system, so it may be better now. Um, and then also something that I really like about RPG games, and I've something that Final Fantasy games have moved away from, is I really enjoy the equipment aspect. Right, like I like having all the different armors and all you know, figured all that out, what works best and all that. And The Witcher Three was basically like you always wanted to do like a match set, and there was only like four match sets in the whole game. So it was like, well, and then once you got the best one, like wow, even this doesn't matter. There was no benefit to like trying out different armor and stuff. So like it didn't scratch that itch of an RPG to me, but it had a really cool story. Um I liked it a lot. I mean, the graphics, like I said, were really great. And they had a card game in there that I really liked, but I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, but I remember just thinking the combat itself was not my favorite thing. But for the Switch, I think any game that's that big and you can take on the go is probably a decent idea. So, Yeah, yeah. So hopefully hopefully it's a good time. I'll probably pick it up. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll probably pick it up. Right. Just I mean, you get everything else. Why not? Why not? Why not? Plasma plasma money's paying for my addiction. Oh, so. yeah. And real quick on that before you get out of here, uh, you've gotten Snappy very jealous. So he is very jealous of your getting to donate plasma in Utah for money, and he does not have a place around here to do it at. He even today made a post on our Ada Curiosity page on Facebook <laughs> asking people about it, and they're like – 
well, why would you want to do that? And then he'll reference, well, my cousin makes this much money a month for it. And then there's people arguing with him of like, why don't you just get a job, <laughs> which I think is great. <laughs> and then <laughs> there's someone else like, you should donate it for free. Uh, it was just great. So anyway, you have inspired some uh, entertainment for me through Snap. You also wanting to donate plasma. Dude, it's 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 awesome. Um, I I joke with uh, people that I work with because because like at my job, uh, there's a certain way to get incentive pay, and uh, they changed the program this year, and it like cut how much they pay by like sixty six percent. Right, so. So if I if I go out and I retain a million dollars for the company, they pay me basically two hundred bucks. Um, and so I was like, man, I was like, it takes a lot of work to retain a million dollars. I was like, I can just go to Plasma three times and I'm set. Like, why are you guys not paying me more than Plasma pays me for three hours of work? Right. Like, <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, so anyway. Everyone out there, if you need money, think about donating plasma. I think you have to like not gotten tattoos recently. Can't can't have used drugs, something like that. No, there's a bunch of random rules. Yeah, um, the certain medications, like you, if you've had like the drug aspect, they don't ask a whole lot about like you know, it's not like marijuana or something. Right. It's like, like that. have you ever shot up on it with a needle? And it, yeah, they'll ask you questions, probing questions into that stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then like, have you spent so much time in Northern Ireland or the Dominican Republic or something like that between so, these two oh. certain dates? Yeah, <laughs> like, I just I've donated blood here. At my last job, they had a a van or a, the bus pull up that they, you could donate blood on the bus, and if you did it, you got entered for a chance to win a day off work, like eight vacation hours, and so everyone donated blood when they came through. If you weren't scared of needles, because you're like. Fuck yeah, I'm trying to get a day off work. Um, yeah. And since I don't work there anymore, they call me all the time of asking if I'll come in and donate. And I'm like, no, leave me alone. If y'all aren't giving me free days off work or the chance at it, I ain't donating. So. Do, do they ever give you the guilt trip? I I had a – there's this place that I, I donated blood at um, back in 2016. So it's been a while. But they called me up just three days ago. And uh, they're like, hey, we didn't know if you'd come in. We had uh, somebody at the hospital up here use 150 units of blood or something. And so we're really short. And there are two uh, kids. They're, they're eight and nine years old that really need your blood type. Can you come in and donate today? I was like, what in the world? Why would you even tell me that? Like, Yeah, it's fucked up. I know you don't cuss, but I will say it. Uh, (laughs) I think it's weird mainly, and this is really where my issue is, is that if you went in right now and you needed blood, they would charge you money for it. Oh, yeah. And so for them to think like, well, you should just give it and be kind. I would, if I could sign a waiver and says, okay, but you don't charge whoever gets that blood. You know, if we're good, if it's all volunteer, then give my blood away for free. I don't. And I even understand people like you got to pay people's wages that are working, but there's just something about it that seems weird that it's all free and they'll might give you a T-shirt or a ticket to the zoo, um, but they're going to turn around and sell that to someone who who knows what their situation is. And then I guess that really brings me back to the insurance companies. Insurance is killing everything. That's why everything's so expensive. But so so <laughs> kind of kind of on that point, right? Like 
who is who's getting paid for for dealing with that blood right it's the nurses and doctors at the hospital you know um and frankly they don't they don't need a charge for that blood they make so much money off of everybody else like for instance uh my last daughter i i remember we walked away so so to have a baby and this is on an insurance plan um it's a high deductible plan so like one person in the family, their out-of-pocket max is $6,000. And then, um, you know, the family out-of-pocket max is like 9500 right? So this is not a good plan. Right. But like, we go in there, and my wife, of course, her medical expenses in the year, they hit $6,000. So we're paying at least $6,000 out-of-pocket. Uh, but then they come in, and as soon as the baby's born, they start – charging for the baby and and you know that that baby is there and there may be 12 nurses on the floor and each nurse is going to charge you for their shift like 200 bucks um because they're there like they they may not even see your baby they may not ever say hi to you but um they're there so they're going to charge you like 200 bucks for their shift for your baby. So we walked away and we had to pay like 1200 bucks for two days at the hospital for the baby, Right. the baby that, that they weren't feeding. You know, they, they, they basically kept in the a little container. We changed the diapers. We, you know, held her whenever she was crying. Right. Now, they, are you even allowed to take it home? Uh, you you can if it's if it's a normal pregnancy and there's no complications and stuff like that. You could take it home the next day, take the baby home. Um, but but like the mother's not in the mood to take that baby of course, home. Right, right. I she mean, can barely walk. She just pushed an eight pound baby. Right. I mean, that's her. definitely a thing we, me and my wife have talked about because we don't have kids, but we've thought about it. And I just think I'm probably like sterile by now. Um, you know, they say certain activities do that to you. And I'm like, I probably did them. Uh, but we've thought about it because people are like, oh, it's like 10 grand to have a kid, more or less. That's what everyone tells us. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we don't have that money. And I mean, we have insurance, but it's not great. <laughs> it's like, oh, that is a lot of money just to have a kid. It seems crazy to me. It, it is. Um, it gets expensive. And the thing about the insurance, in case anyone happens to still be listening and they didn't get all that, is like, what happens is when everyone has insurance, it's the same thing with student loans and what happened with government-backed student loans, is if everyone has insurance, um, the doctors can just start charging more because you're not paying it anyway. The insurance is paying it. And then the insurance company, once it gets that high, they'll just tell the hospital, we won't pay it, and you'll take what we'll give you or you won't get any money from us ever again. So they start giving kickbacks and deals to insurance companies. But then if you don't have insurance, you're left paying that super high rate that didn't exist before the insurance companies got involved. So like that, that is how it's ruining it. And then with student loans, same thing back like 30 years ago, people took out student loans that could go to college and it was fine. But now everyone takes out student loans. So colleges just up the prices because why not? You're going to get a loan for it anyway. It's kind of like, I'm, I'm not an economics major, but I feel like this is a big problem. Yeah. And, and to add on to, you know, the, the doctors and stuff like that, they're, they're, of course, charging a lot to these insurance companies and things like that. But like, they're also having to charge like a lot because, 
a hospital can't refuse service, right? Like if you go in with a gunshot wound, they can't turn you away even if you don't have insurance. So, um, you know, when, whenever people that are on, um, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, they go in and the government will only, you know, pay the, the hospital so much for their care. And then you have the people that aren't paying anything because they're going in there for emergencies and then just walking away. Uh, people like me that, that actually have insurance and, you know, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have three different companies coming after me to collect money if I don't pay, right? Yeah. Um, I I have to pay. I have to pay, and, and my charges are astronomical. You know, if my my wife didn't have her um, six thousand dollar cap out of pocket, uh, we would have we would have spent over fifteen thousand dollars. You know, um, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, it- the world we live in, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. I well, I guess we'll get off here. Um, we'll see what we keep. I'll try to keep most of it. That's what I try to do most of the time. Um, and, of course, I'll need you to call. In. I've been trying to do some top five lists. We haven't done any, I think, since me and you did Final Fantasy games because um, no one ever wants to do top five lists where they have horrible ideas for them. So we might just give up on that idea altogether, but maybe someday we'll bring it back with a good one. Yeah, know. I'll try to think of something. But it might probably be one of those not so good ideas, but we'll see. Yeah. I might surprise somebody. Yeah, you could always break out. And I still <laughs> think um, to anyone, uh, other co hosts out there listening, if anyone wants to do their own top five list, like if I don't have any, know anything about it, people can come on here and just ramble off their top five of whatever. I'll just listen. Because um, I think some ideas would work for that better than both people trying to come up with it, you know? For sure. But, all right, and man. that's kind of what we did with the Final Fantasy one, right? I mean, yeah. it was. It's more one-sided, so. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll have you on again, all that stuff. All right, man, anytime. All right, peace. Peace. What happened? What happened? You don't remember? You don't remember? You don't remember? You don't remember? I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
That's just a metaphor. That's just a metaphor. I'm not sure.